0: Whole lot of news and notes to get to from Michigan State. Jaron Mangum, he's back. Jackson Kohler, he's kinda sorta working his way back. He may be available Thursday. Who knows? But yes, we get to all that and then we continue our chat with Connor Moldowney Downey of Spartans Avenue Spartan Shadows about the best of 2023. Let's go! You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked On Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week here in the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. And if you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is where to find me or Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. Please rate, review, subscribe, comment, smash that five-star button, or really do whatever makes you happy. And if you're watching on YouTube, yeah, you will know that this is a road game right now. I know I'm not in a holding cell right now, despite the plain gray walls behind me. Um should get that fixed for tomorrow. But eh, that's right, we're, we're going to hop back in the studio here. Segments two and three. If you missed the New Year's Day show, we were with Connor Moldowney. We were talking about the best and the worst from 2023. But. From what I remember, uh, this chat's going to be all positive here in segments 2 and 3, including our Spartan of the Year to end things. So before all that, let's get to a little notebook here because there's no seismic booms of any news that dropped in East Lansing, but there are sprinkles of some noteworthy stuff, like Jaron Mangum coming back for a sixth year of college football. But hey, you know what? If you could hang out in East Lansing for one more year... Oh, God, Lord knows I would do it. So why not do it if you are a 6'3", 235-pound running back? And, look, it was uh, not the year that he was expecting last year. Both numbers and availability to play because I think he only played in six games. He only got 30 carries, 81 yards, 2.7 yards per carry, which is underwhelming, of course, because, well, he came into this year from the University of South Florida, averaging 4.2 yards per carry, then 4.3 yards per carry. And after racking up 18 combined touchdowns in the last two years, never found the end zone for Michigan State. But again, this is not all his fault. He did have some injuries that kept him on the sidelines until that Michigan game. And even then, guys, I don't know if you remember that season or not, but uh, I do. And by then, uh, (laughs) things were already kind of spiraled out of control at that point. And, well, the offensive line was never really entirely there for the running backs but yeah so we're hoping for a stronger year from jaron mangum who announced he is returning earlier on tuesday um of course no shortage of guys in the running back room right now next year they will have seven scholarship running backs as things stand right now you can assume that it's going to be the same two-headed monster with nate carter with uh jalen berger so it's I don't think we're going to go back to 30 carries for just 2.7 yards, but ideally, hopefully we do get to see what this guy was meant to be here in East Lansing, the third and short back, a goal line back, so he could just you know, batter himself in again with that six foot three, two 235-pound frame for the green and white next year. But way to, way to go ahead and use that. Sixth year of eligibility. My goodness, college for six years. God, at the time, that would sound horrible, going to class for six years. But uh, if I could do life over again, you know, that, that sounds like the correct move to do. Um, now, we have a departure. Really quick, we'll just brush through this very, very briefly here. This is the last time I get to butcher this guy's name, too. Here we go. You got this. Tumisi Adile, or Tumise Adeleye, or however combinations I would pronounce his name uh, lately. But yes, the former five-star recruit out of high school, the guy that was at Texas A&M, the guy that I was very high on going into this year, the guy that maybe you were even very high on going into this year, that ultimately turned in a season with just nine tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and six games played. He's in the transfer portal he officially announces on Twitter. And if you were like me, you saw that. And you thought, wait, wait, wait a minute! I thought, didn't this happen? Did, did, did this not happen already? Like weren't you already in the transit portal? He was. Uh, he was kind of. You know what? He wasn't on the team in November. Let's just put it that way. It's, I'm sure it's a he said, she said sort of thing. But yeah, he was effectively not on the team in November. But now it is official that he is no longer with the program here. Now. We could be adding another player here in the near future as Michigan State has a handful of scholarships in their allotment after signing day. And we've talked about this kid for a little bit here. Luke Newman, offensive tackle from Holy Cross, but not just any offensive tackle. FCS All-American, one of the best in FCS. And yes, please, absolutely, Uh, don't threaten me with a good time. But no, this would be... A really nice pickup for Michigan State. Now, why are we talking about Luke Newman so much? Because there's thousands of guys in the transfer portal. And no, we didn't go up and down naming every single person on our wish list. But there is some realistic, we'll call them expectations, sure, why not, to land Luke Newman. Because this is a hometown kid in a way. He is from Metro Detroit. I've heard from a few people And he kind of grew up a Michigan State fan here. Now that's, of course, not the end-all be-all of things. You could be a fan of a team your whole life and go to their rival's school. We've seen that happen all the times. But, hey, he is going to be visiting Michigan State here in the near future. And, look, it goes without saying that this would be a very nice pickup. A big pickup in ways. Because, sure, you might have your starting tackles already in Brandon Baldwin, in Ethan Boyd. But what can you never use enough of in college football, or just football in general? It doesn't even need to be a college thing. It's depth at every position. You heard me talk about depth of the secondary. Sure, I've, I've cried many a tears over that. But also, too, just with the offensive line as well, because this season is made or missed on the offensive line. So, yes, Luke Newman, that's another guy to keep your name on right there. Again, offensive tackle, former FCS All-American from Holy Cross. Now, with that said, former FCS All-American. Okay, is he going to be a plug-and-play here guy, day one starter? I don't know. I I, I wish I could uh, work up enough gunction to really... Really, just have a defined opinion that yes, he would be a day one starter, but I don't know. With Brandon Baldwin and Ethan Boyd, those are two solid linemen already. But again, if not for nothing, first man out on the field if either guys need a break, or hey, if he does give them a hard battle with his experience, because this is a seasoned college player, it wouldn't shock me if he does take the field against FAU in week one as you're starting right or left tackle. But yeah, it's going to be a nice battle if. He commits. Now, one more note that I do want to get to. This is on the basketball court, so hold my hand, everyone. Let's go ahead and skip ourselves to Breslin Center. Jackson Kohler. He's, he's working his way back here, guys. This is from Kyle Austin of MLive. This is a tweet. Jackson Kohler played part of Michigan State's Tuesday practice. Tom Izzo said he's doubtful for Thursday versus Penn State, but should be back by Sunday at Northwestern or this week. Now, obviously, good news. I, like, that goes without saying. I, I don't think that's much of a hot take there. But somewhere along the line here, I don't know if it was after the James Madison game for some people, after the Duke game for some people, the Wisconsin game for many people. But somewhere in this offseason, or somewhere in the real season, too, Jackson Kohler turned into senior year Adrian Payne in everyone's mind, where everyone thought that he was going to be this offensive X-factor who could just get things done on defense, and he was the missing piece when Michigan State started 500 this year. I do want to do two things here, and it's kind of talking on both sides of my mouth. It's maybe dumping a little bit of water on that, but also realizing that, yes, this is an important guy to have back. It goes without saying. He is your offensive big man. And I'm sorry to be kind of throwing dirt on the other two guys while trying to build another one up with Carson Cooper and Mati Sissoko, I don't necessarily see any offense coming from either of those two guys, Where with Jackson Kohler, yes, you do see the footwork. The finishing, of course, from his true freshman season last year, yes, it could use some work, but that—that that is why he was brought here, to get you those two-point buckets, all right? We've all seen the highlight tapes. We, we've seen his work, how about this, at Moneyball in the summer. The biggest guarantee you could ever have as a Michigan State fan. Just those golden money ball storylines. But, yes, he is a good offensive player. However, however, let's give the kid a minute here because he just missed the first two months of the season with a foot injury. Never an easy injury for a basketball player to come back with. Okay, and he got to miss all those non-conference games against the teams like Oakland, Stony Brook, Indiana State, Alcorn State, like those confidence-building games where you can just work on your game against a lower division. No, no, no. He's getting thrown right into Big Ten play off a of foot injury with almost no prep. Sure, he gets to bang against the guys during practice, but, okay, again, for a guy for a guy that averaged 3 points and 2.9 rebounds next year, I... I don't think he's going to be the savior that everyone thought he was going to be. Maybe not everyone. I'm sorry. That, that's, that's painting with a broad stroke. That a few people thought he was going to be after, I don't know, there was again, the Wisconsin game, the Arizona game, whatever game you were crying for a big man for. Like I was crying. It wasn't just you guys. I was doing the same thing. But let's be patient, I guess, is the thesis of my statement. Let's be patient. And then let's remember, again, you expect to jump from freshman to sophomore year. He was a 3.2.9 rebound player last year, and this is a guy that missed the bulk, if not all of the offseason, especially late in crunch time in the fall, with that foot injury. So just be a little patient with Jackson Kohler, whether it's Thursday, which again, Izzo said was doubtful, or Sunday against Northwestern for another date against Boo Booey. I might not even watch. I might not even watch this weekend. I, we are know we, we know what's gonna happen. Forty one points from Boo Booey. Nine of ten shooting from three. We've we've seen it before. Anyway, all right. We're gonna get to Conor Muldowney here in a hot segment. But first, I need to talk your ear off about Linked. In jobs, folks, especially those small business owners, you know that LinkedIn jobs is the best team out there with their wide range of candidates. Why not start your 2024 on the next level? LinkedIn jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why you got to go check out LinkedIn jobs, they have created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster. And my favorite part is always for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals. I'll say that again, 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So what on earth are you waiting for? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Again, that's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Um... Connor, we got three more categories. We'll end with Spartan of the year, but the next two categories are worst take of the year and off field moment of the year, which would you rather do right now? Off field moment of the year or worst take of the year?
1: Let's do, let's do
0: off field moment. Let's do off field moment. Now for mine, I, I I did ones that did not involve any phone calls made beyond midnight. Okay. I, I, I kept this PG 13 for the most part, not R. And I, I got this in bounds. Now I got some basic ones, right? I got the beer sales, you know, alcohol sales being allowed at Spartan Stadium and pretty soon Breslin Center here for all the degenerates out there that need a stiff one during games. That that was a celebration for all of us. Uh, also, hey, how about just the Jonathan Smith hiring? I would call that a pretty good win as well. How about the black jerseys that were unveiled? But well, ultimately, the results on the field were pretty brutal. Well, we wore those jerseys. um, Hey, they're still pretty cool to unveil. Now I also have two more kind of that I want to run by you. And we are going to kind of jump across uh, campuses here. We're going to go to that school down the road because in buildup to the season, Hey, it's announced that the Michigan, Michigan state game is a night game and 97 one, the flagship station here in Detroit, one, Mike Veleni, the host that everyone just loves. He said that, well, Hey, you should probably be safe out there. You know, stay on high alert. It could get really nasty. And that bled over to a social media conversation where one, Forest 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 decided to claim that they have Michigan State fans threatening them with their fists, with batteries. I forgot what the weapon that was going to be used, but, uh-oh, it turned out that that was a Michigan fan by the name of Lexi that kind of screwed things up and did not turn her burner off. So, long story short, uh, she was just making that all up in her head, and that spread like wildfire on Twitter because, what better to prove that Michigan fans are the sane ones and that Michigan State fans are the crazy ones Well, than just creating this whole thing in your own head and becoming the victim of your own crimes? Uh, it's that one, and, well, this wasn't a crime necessarily, but this is how we're going to interject ourselves here as Michigan State fans because, ultimately, Connor, we were the ones doing the HR work for Michigan in the offseason when they hired one, Shemi Schembechler, who... Uh, had some thoughts that he really aligned himself with on Twitter and did uh, Santa Ono Do the HR work? No. Did Jim Harbaugh do that? Did anyone in the athletic department for Michigan even go as far as looking at his Twitter likes before they hired him? No, that that was apparently our work in East Lansing. We did that. And then, uh, Oh, see, uh, okay. The failed son of Bo Schembechler. Uh, he got fired from Michigan as well. So those were just some good off field moments there as well this year. Fun times. A lot of events off the field yeah, this year, yeah, yeah. A lot of events. Sure. Yeah,
1: I, I I tried to keep it more positive. I would say. Okay, oh. that's good. Good for you. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was definitely on the more positive end, and I don't know if you can really uh, consider this an off-field moment since it directly affects on-field. But okay, I said the hiring of Jonathan Smith. That's fine. It has to be yeah. has to be considered, mm-hmm. and Tom Tomizo speaking to the university after the shooting. That was like up there as like a a crucial moment in in Michigan yeah. State history. I feel like, yep. Yeah.
0: God, so I come in with those stupid nominations, <laughs> and then you're just <laughs> no I mean, right right for the heartstrings, man. Yeah, no, is...
1: there. throw throw counter stallions in there for his off-field in the stands antics.
0: Yeah, he that was, was not the, the sidelines technically, right? Yeah, yeah or the sidelines. Yeah, side the the stand.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Okay, that that counts as well. I do like that one. Um. God, how can you not name it the Tom Izzo thing? I mean, I wasn't going to call weird. you out or
1: anything, but you're calling yourself out.
0: I have to call myself. <laughs> I, for me to sleep peacefully tonight, I'm going to have to call myself out because, yeah, what am I going to do? Oh uh, Yeah, hey, the Tom Izzo thing was really nice, but, no, I'm going to go with the Shemmy Shembackler liking a bunch of Jim Crow era tweets uh, as my winner. Like, no, I, I, I like, I, we my, a, my morals are wonky, but not that wonky. Like, <laughs>
1: that's really the bad. Category differently. You're looking for, like, the most entertaining option. Sure.
0: Um, or or just important because look the Smith hire is another great one as well. So for me, yeah, it's the Smith hiring and the Izzo, uh, speech, kind of one A and one B for very different reasons. Yeah, I would say. Yeah.
1: Well, I kind of wish I
0: thought of more entertaining things. No.
1: Yeah.
0: No, you. We we had a good blend right there of, <laughs> yeah. of nominations. I'm, take I'm just gonna care of the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pat us both in the back right there. Um, let's move on. To worst take. Now, you could also take this a few different ways as well because, well, I did. I I, I kind of sprinkled around, like, what I meant by this. Uh, do you want me to go first? Kind of yeah. just, like, set the tone for – okay. So, during the coaching search for Michigan State, there were a lot of local media, some national media, plenty of rival fans, too, that kind of pigeonholed Michigan State into, like, the Chris Creightons of the world or the Pat Shermers, whatever. So – just for an example, we're going to use this tweet. This is from Trevor McHugh. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. This is anything personal, but he just paints the picture the best here of what we heard a lot of during this coaching search. Shermer is the only remotely possible name. Jason Candle, Charles Huff, Mike Tressel, Chris Creighton. These are the kind of names MSU fans should become familiar with. Okay, like there are a lot of Michigan fans, Michigan brass out there that thought that this was Eastern Michigan making a hiring. Okay, not a top 15 revenue school, not a top 20 attendance school, not a school that does have some money cannons in its corner that takes football very seriously. Like, I know that they want to paint this picture of like, oh, hey, that that's just Candyland football over there, and they don't really – no, we're a serious program, and then ultimately we stole another Power 5 coach from another Power 5 school. How often does that ever happen? So that is the first take. I have the second one, the fine folks at Spartans illustrated did a really good piece on Sam Levitt. They talked to his parents as well. And one of the quotes was quote, he'll have to be dragged out of here. I believe that was Sam Levitt's father that said that one. And, uh, or it turned out just the hiring of one Jonathan Smith is all that it takes to drag him out of here. Now, Connor, I'm going to flip, I'm going to flip the the heat to myself right now, because no, this isn't just going to be me clowning a bunch of people. Because, uh, <laughs> Connor, I did an episode before the football season. I did a bunch of bold takes. And, again, these are bold takes. I want to reemphasize that. We were really swinging for the fences here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Connor, when I said that uh, Michigan State would double their rushing yards from last year to this year, Connor, that was really stupid. <laughs> that was really dumb. I don't know the exact number, but I know that it was not close to double the rushing yards from the 2022 season to 2023. So uh, look, again, these were bold takes. We were really going for it, but my God, that was so far off base that I just have to call myself out for that one. That was horrendous. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Connor, I don't think anything was worse than, uh, again, we, we mentioned this prior, but Michigan State's up, I believe it was 13 points with a minute to go against Iowa. And I had the celebration video. I cracked a beer open. I said, ha yes, that's right. We made the tournament. This was the last game that we had to win to seal another tournament bid. And uh, God, it was just raining threes at Carver Hawkeye Arena. And we all know how that game ended. So uh, two takes from other people and two takes from myself for worst take of the year. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think we could just, comb through my Twitter and probably find, you know, five Likewise, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I didn't really come up with one. There's just like, I mean, you could think of a barrage of them. Like, before the football season, I think I said we would have eight wins. That's probably going to be up there with you know, worst takes. Um, What else? Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say I thought Nathan Carter was going to be a dope Walker finalist. That's not even a him issue. That is... offensive line. If he had a good offensive line, I have no doubt that that Nathan Carter is a dope candidate. He's a plus running back still. And like, I'm going down swing with that take. I still think he
0: is a plus running back. Like, if you put him on a lot of other Big Ten teams, like, he would have been like a second team All Big Ten guy. Yeah, Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. So I have a hard time saying that's a horrible take just because, but like, I also thought the offensive line was going to be one of our strengths. So I think that might be my worst take. Offensive line being a strength this year, I would say. That's a really good um, one, actually. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, AJ Hogard, you know, being like Big Ten Player of the Year candidate, but yeah, it's right. so early, and he's he's slowly working his way back. I don't know. There's there's so many. There's so many. Um, the the coaching the coaching hire situation was definitely filled with horrible takes. Like that. Seems oh my like, God! Like, Just work. oh, you there's know. one right in front of us. i was, like. I don't, there was just so many bad, like Matt Campbell, like what are we doing here? Well, hold on. So I I actually want to go back to like
0: coaching kind of, because this is something that a coach said, and I can't believe I forgot about this until right now, but how about Harlan Barnett saying that, oh, we were like, I don't know if this is a take, but I'm going to count it as one saying that most teams usually onside it in that situation in the Rutgers game when they were up three with eight minutes and change to go. No, they don't. Like that is not something that teams usually do. So I'm just gonna count that as a take. Um, I, I love Harlan I forgot Barnett about that. because
1: he's like he's a Spartan dog. You know, the person Harlan Barnett is awesome. Awesome. Yes. The coach yes. Harlan Barnett is well, quite a bit to be desired, which is fine. I mean, not everyone is is cut out to be a head coach or even like a major position coach. Like if he was a defensive yeah. analyst, sure. Like that's sure fine. Like I would have kept him. I would have loved to have him stay on as an analyst or something. Yeah. But I think in his mind, he's a head coach at a Power Five program, which maybe you, Harlan. That's but... Take two
0: is when he said that he thinks he should be the guy for the job. And no, you know what? Not, now I'm just being mean. That's... Now I'm piling on Harlan, no, like, and that, that's and that...
1: true. That's a that's a bad take. That is a, But I you mean... have to believe in yourself. What are you supposed to say? It kind of
0: was. Or, how about like, I forgot who said it Harlan or Alan Haller, saying that he's going to get an interview. I think bad that take. I don't think that's ever a that that. bad know. take.
1: I feel bad about that. Or, no, or, no just being mean at Thy Shadows when Mel Tucker said that my goal here is to win championships. That was a pretty bad take. You know what? I know that the the category is worst take, but like this actually ended up being one
0: of my few good takes that I've had. Is that up and down throughout like the off season or whenever we talked about Mel Tucker, how long he's going to be here? I said we're we're in this contract until at least 2026 when the buyout is somewhat affordable, unless some crazy scandal happens. <laughs> you you
1: shouldn't you exist. existence, honestly. Hey, I,
0: I, I guess yeah, I, I I guess I don't know if that counts as a jinx or whatever, but like we'll take it. That's- precisely what kind of happened uh but yeah so do you do you have a winner for worst take of the
1: year because there are a lot of good options unfortunately oh man i I think you gotta pick this one i think you gotta pick this one the offensive
0: line was a good one because i know i said that no less than 57 times in the offseason that the offensive line is going to be good this year um i
1: do have to just like i have a quick one i I remember this distinctly remember when uh chris kapilovich or however you say his name is Mm-hmm. um you remember when he was named offensive line coach the best offensive line coach in the big 10 i think that has to be up there has to be has to be just like harley
0: he's such a nice guy too you know yeah. I mean, it's like wow that was uh, that left a lot to be desired year. that left a lot to be desired yeah oh same line uh from 2020 just worse It's so it's just no progress whatsoever it was uh, just amazing um I want just because I want to get a win here and I want to be upbeat. I'm just going to go with anyone that said like Michigan State's going to hire like Tony Anise or uh, Chris <laughs> yeah. Creighton or Pat Shermer or uh, Dan Enos was a name thrown oh. around. Uh, or uh, what's, what's the other uh, the name? Bruce Jones, Butch Jones was another oh. name that was thrown out. Like, yeah, a lot of good ones. Um, so I, I got to go with that one because that is certainly. Not only is that not how things turn out, but it it was never heading in that direction. Like, yes, Jason Candle was interviewed as maybe like your sixth option, but that was like your fallback plan. Not the main guy like a lot of other people thought that he was going to be here. So, Connor, as we come to the twilight of the 2023 MSU Sports End of the Year Extravaganza Hootenanny Bonanza, we do Spartan of the Year. Now, a good podcast host would remember who has won Spartan of the Year in years past. But unfortunately, you just get me here. I don't I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, let alone who won Spartan of the Year last year. So uh, this could be a multi-time winner this could be a first- time winner. Who's to say uh, we will choose our own adventure here. So Connor, for your Spartan of the Year, who do you have for the nominees?
1: I feel like I, I feel like I only have one mm-hmm. and I feel like you're probably going to have the same one. okay but I have to go with Tyson Walker. Okay, we have different ones then. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I like that. I mean, to me, that that's like an easy one to me, just because he's he's one. He's a dog. Like he just does. He he's just got a killer instinct, which you almost have to pray that your players have. Like we begged for Michigan State basketball players to have that over the years, and he just has it. So he's he's and he wins. Like he puts the team on his back constantly.
0: Now, actually, I just actually have two nominees right now. Uh, One's Jonathan Kim, because it was nice to just actually see a a kicker here. Like, that was a lot of fun. But my second one, and I'm going to go down the road that you went on a prior category with Tom Izzo and what he meant for this university, because I, I am going to go with Tom Izzo as my main nominee dare I say, my winner. And, of course, for everything that happened on the basketball court, you know, gave us that magical weekend in March, brought a tough five team here, tough five recruiting class here, all, all the stuff on the court. But kind of just like you mentioned earlier, it's everything off the court that happened with that tragedy last year. And I'm sorry to take it down this road after 45 minutes of a lot of fun and everything, but that was a big moment for the campus, the community, obviously. And also when you look at Michigan State, too, who were the talking heads? Who were the figures, right? You don't have a president. It was an interim president. Mel Tucker was largely like silent during this whole thing. And that's not a knock on him. I want to make that very clear. Everyone handled that differently in their own way. Mel Tucker, from what I understand of backdoor conversations, very emotional throughout the whole thing. He couldn't even talk about without crying. The fact that he didn't get in front of anyone does not bother me, but I'm just saying that someone had to get up there And be kind of the figure for Michigan State. And that fell, once again, on Tom Izzo. And I thought he did an amazing job. Spoke with emotion. Spoke with clarity. Really preached that, hey, lean on each other during these times. And, well, in the midst of a season as well where Michigan State fans, community members, were kind of not relying on the basketball team, but they helped use the basketball team as a step towards normalcy, I guess we'll call it. So, I got to just go with Tom Izzo for, yes, of course, everything he does on the court, but what he means for this community as well. And when his time is up, when he wants to ever retire, if he is ever going to retire, I think that moment is going to stick out with me more than anything he's done on the court. And I don't even mean to be like cheesy about this. I genuinely mean that because he is truly Michigan State. And he proved it once again in 2023, but this time not with a banner, not with a Big Ten title, not with a big recruiting class. He did it just by guiding the Michigan State community through a horrible, horrible situation. Did it with grace, understanding, emotion. He, he couldn't have done a better job, in my opinion. So when Michigan State needed someone the most, obviously.
1: That that you, I mean, you nailed it with that. Honestly, like I, I guess I didn't really think about it for this category, but oh, of I think course, about yeah, that other category that you, you know, kind of went funny with. <laughs> Sure. Oh, no, this is a good getting game you we have. Up for yeah, this, yeah, you, you made it. This up is for why me. we're great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to argue everything you just said. Like Izzo, obviously, um, kind of like guided us out of that dark time and yeah. when nobody else really could or wanted, not wanted to, but had the right capacity to. That's a good way he, to put it. He was yeah. there and he, I don't know, he was like exactly what you expect from Izzo in that moment, which, I mean, yeah. it's... Yeah,
0: one of a kind. Connor, before we let you go into the year of our Lord, 2024, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. What's a prediction you have for 2024? Let's, let's
1: go. Phoenix? Are we going to Phoenix, Connor? Well, I'll give one for football and one for basketball. Okay. I okay. will say if Michigan State keeps going on the, the road that it is currently in basketball, like if they keep playing at this level that they played for the past three games, I think that this is a final four team. That's that's probably like a scorching hot take after they they started oh, yeah. 4 and 5, but this is the kind yeah. of team that like if they figure it out, there's not many teams that can beat them. And
0: we are recording this before the Indiana State game, so when Indiana <laughs> State beats Michigan State 74 to 58 and we're talking yeah. like this, this is yeah. going to be even more funny, but uh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a good point. My but, bold prediction, Connor, is that Michigan State is going to Phoenix for football. That's oh. right. The guaranteed rate bowl after an 8 and 4 season is going to be calling our name at Chase Field as we take on uh, whoever the representative of the Mountain West is going to be. But yeah, hey, that's a nice little bowl Florida game there. State. 8 and 4. Yes. 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 Oh, I need it. Oh, I, I need it like a plant needs water and sunlight. Oh, that, mm-hmm. that would be that would be almost too good, too good, too perfect. Oh, oh, I I could walk to that game. That'd be amazing. <laughs> could you? Oh, let's,
1: let's start now. Let's. let's I go. could
0: walk on that game just being fueled off nothing but spite and hate. That that'd just be a great walk down Route sixty six on the way to Phoenix. I don't even know if that road leads to Phoenix, but for this take right. of conversation. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the road anyway, Um, so there we go. Connor, thanks a lot for, for letting me burn up an hour of your holiday week here. This was a great time, and everyone that's listened to this, the last few categories, really do appreciate all of you fine folks as well. You guys are truly the best. Wishing you guys nothing but a happy new year. Connor, anything you want to say before we drive into 2024?
1: See you guys in the Final Four.
0: God, it's just inspirational. Let's go. Love you all. Go Green. <laughs>